Hi friends, you're listening to Created Podcast, and we're your hosts, Amanda, Taffy, and Emily. Every week, we will take a deep dive into the topic of worth and identity, and how by discovering more of who God is, we can discover more of who we are created to be. No matter if you're a lifelong Christ follower, new to the faith, exploring, or skeptical, our hope as we tackle discussions around this topic is that you will find we are all not too different in our struggles. We believe there is hope, clarity, and confidence in understanding our worth and identity. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Created. We are continuing today our mini-series on motherhood. And this may seem extra. We just wanted to make sure that as we were talking about this topic, we didn't forget a large group of women that are in a season of waiting on motherhood. And so although it maybe isn't the initial thought that you might have in this topic of conversation, we think it's a really, really, really important one and one that oftentimes doesn't get talked about as much when it comes to this desire in the heart of motherhood. And so today we have a very, very special guest with us. Um, we have Kelsey on the podcast and Kelsey and I actually, it's YWAM. I mean, we've talked about YWAM a ton mm-hmm. on, on the pod. Clearly Taffy and I, you know, a lot of our friends come there. But Kelsey and I have kind of a, a roundabout friendship. I was actually on staff with her husband and then they started dating and then we were at another YWAMers wedding we got to meet each other and we've just stayed connected ever since because the minute you meet Kelsey you're like wow you are just the best human in the whole world and we need to stay friends so that's pretty much what happened and Kelsey and I have remained friends for a couple of years now I was trying to think I was like probably 2017 or Mm -hmm. even I think 2017 is when we first met so (laughs) which is wild now that's like yeah years so how fun but Kelsey we are so happy to have you on the podcast today and I just want to upfront already say thank you for um being willing to share on such a vulnerable and often difficult subject to talk about and something that is tender and so we just already want to thank you for your vulnerability and willingness to share your heart with us in this Mm -hmm. area and um, we do have Taffy and M with us, but Kels, do you want to share just a little bit about who you are? I did already share that you were married. Do you want to tell us about your husband? <laughs> do you want to just give us a little, a little backstory about who you are? Sure. Yeah. So I'm Kelsey. Um, my husband is Marcelo, and we've been married for five years now. Um, so yeah, it's about as long as I've known you, Amanda, which is wild. Um, so sweet. And I'm 30 years old. And we're living in Texas currently, West Texas, El Paso, and we have two beautiful dogs that are our babies right now, and we love them so much. And um, yeah, this is where I grew up in West Texas, and um, yeah, we've been here for, yeah, since we got married for about five years now, and we're just living and working here and loving life, and yeah, it's been great. Okay. Can you share a little bit of how you and Cello met? I know this could be like a long story, but just like a okay. little story of that. Yeah, I think I do good. I said sure. it enough times that I think I can do a little short and sweet story. So okay, sweet. we were both um, in YWAM at the time, 
and I had gone to Perth, Australia to do a children at risk school. And while I was there, one of my roommates who was doing the school with me um, had previously been on staff in Townsville where my husband was on staff with you, Amanda and Taffy. And um, she, my friend, her name is Kelly and she had wanted us to meet, she thought we'd get along, and I thought, well, that's not really gonna work because he's on the other side of Australia, and after the school's over, I'm leaving, and it's not gonna really work out. So she would FaceTime him and introduce us over FaceTime and try and get us to talk, and it was kind of awkward, and I was like, why are you doing this? And then about a month into our school, she wakes me up, I had gone to sleep, and she comes and shakes me, she's like, Kelsey, I have to tell you something, I." I found out that Marcella is going back to the States for a wedding in Denver and his British friend is marrying an American girl and you're going back to the States to Denver for a wedding because your American sister is marrying a British guy and I think you're going to be at the same wedding. Can we FaceTime him and talk about it? And I was like, okay, sure, that's really random and crazy. So we FaceTimed him and it turns out that his childhood best friend was marrying my sister and he was a groomsman in the wedding and I was the maid of honor. And so we get to the wedding and we met and we hung out and we just totally clicked. And it turns out that my sister and her husband had wanted us to meet for forever, but they didn't think that we'd ever meet because he was in Australia and I was in the States at the time. And so a lot of our friends had wanted us to meet and we just didn't realize it. And so yeah, we met at that wedding and uh, that was in 2015 and we literally been together ever since and we just did a lot of long distance and figured out how it was going to work and then he moved to the states for me and then um yeah we got married <laughs> sweetest story ever i always love it because it's just like what are the odds mm -hmm. of that even happening it's like so so wild well i am just gonna say that is the cutest little thing and if you're gonna say like there's no way that you could have been together other than for the Lord, just like placing you guys together. It's just so sweet. Um, so thank you, Kelsey. I'm going to echo just what Amanda said. Thanks for being here today and sharing your heart with us. And um, so I'm going to kick us off with our question, our go-to question here. What season of life did the Lord teach you the most about your identity? I love that question and it's just so fitting for this episode because it's really been in this season of waiting to be a mom because that's always been my heart and my desire is to be a mom and I just like, I mean first it was to be a wife and to be married and I mean I think most women have that dream, you know, just to be married and find the love of your life and then once that happens, you know, the next thing is to have babies and be a mom and that's something that was always on my heart. I just wanted to be a stay-at-home mom and do that thing, and I felt like part of me wasn't gonna be complete until I became a mom. And in this waiting season, God's really shown me a lot about how it's not what we do that makes us who we are, but it's just who He's made us to be. And um, I heard one time someone ask me to describe myself without describing what I look like, where I come from, or what I do. And it's kind of hard when you think about it, you're like, okay, well, how do I describe myself? And you have to think about, you know, your character and um, maybe the things you love and how you spend your time. And uh, that's really what God has shown me in this season of it's not um, any title that I am or um, how I see myself or the things that I want to become, but it's uh, who's who God has told me to be 
who he says in his word that I am and um, yeah it's just been this kind of really roller coaster too of trying to find out who I am because in this season of wanting to become a mom and having to wait on that and having to really live out what I know to be true about who I am that I'm a daughter of God that I'm loved that he has the best in store for me you know all these things that you know we read in the word and we've learned over years of you know walking in a Christian faith but to be in a season where I had to really live that out was it was really hard because I didn't really believe that in a, in a season because how could God love me if he couldn't bless me and how can I be a true daughter of God if he wasn't giving me the things that I was praying for and asking for and so it was just this really wrestle with God of really having that belief in my heart of who am I and who does God say that I am um, and not just knowing it in my mind and knowing the Bible verses and knowing the right things to say but actually believing it deep inside my soul that I'm loved and it's just like as simple as that that I've just really struggled with in this season of learning that God really does love me and he does really care for me and that um, yeah I think that that's something that has been just so huge it's just like those simple things that God just gives you those like heavy revelations of and it's just like well yeah I knew that I was love but it's just those moments of struggle and those moments of walking through the valley where you really um, have to walk it out and have to really believe it in in a way that you never have before and you really can understand who you are so I think for me it's really been like these past two three years really walking and living that out that I am uh, I'm loved and I'm a daughter of God and he has the best in store for me and I, I really do believe that that's really sweet I think too when when you say like learning that you're really loved even when God's not giving you what you want I think so often as humans we put those together like when I'm when you make me happy or when I'm getting what I want or when I'm feeling like blessed by somebody like then they love me but like when it's the Lord it's like that he doesn't operate like that like he does love us and he does want the best for us but sometimes that's hard to see when you're like you said I love what you said like when my prayers aren't being answered like how do you still love me God and I think that so many people struggle with with that which I think kind of leads us into kind of why we asked you to be here today and just your heart for just what if you would start out just explaining to everybody like your fertility journey and what that's looked like for you and your husband and um yeah if you wouldn't mind sharing that'd be great yeah so we um I wanted to have babies right away <laughs> my husband was not ready and so I had to wait on him a little bit which is fine so I feel like I've been waiting longer in reality but it's okay um we started trying and I think it's it's so interesting because I feel like our generation our parents if they struggled or if they had miscarriages or anything like that it wasn't really talked about and no one ever warned you that this could be an issue it was more like don't have sex don't get pregnant wait you know when you're married to have the most wonderful years of your life and once you have kids everything changes like don't have kids don't have kids don't have kids and it's just kind of like this thing that everyone preaches to you. And so when we started trying and we started having a difficult time, it just kind of was such a surprise because 
I just never thought that it could happen. And I never thought it could happen to me. Like, it just didn't seem, it just didn't seem fair. And, um, yeah, I think I just expected that I was going to be this super fertile woman. <laughs> I'm just going to pop all these babies out and it's going to be fine. Um, and, yeah, it didn't work out that way. And so we started trying and I really thought the first time we tried, I was like, I'm going to get pregnant. It's going to be great. And you start um, planning how you're going to tell your husband and how you're going to tell your family. And then it doesn't happen and then um, you just have to keep it's just such a roller coaster of emotions like this this hoping this waiting and this grieving and then you start all over again and then you hope and then you wait and then you grieve and it's just really exhausting um and i think yeah it was maybe about six months into trying that it just really got so exhausting and so overwhelming and I mean, it's something that we were praying for, really praying, you know, wanting God to bless us. And it's still something that we continue to pray for. And we know that God's going to bless us to be parents in the way that he has for us. But, um, yeah, I think it, it just opened up this big kind of void in my life and just real, really having to face my emotions and face my beliefs and... Um, I really had to wrestle with God and I was angry at God. I was so angry at God because, you know, why couldn't he make this happen for me? And why couldn't he make this happen for my husband? Like he wants to be a dad so bad. I want to be a mom so, so badly. Like why, why us? Like why does it happen, it happen to us? And, um, being angry at my body because I couldn't get pregnant and being mad at myself. And then being mad that I'm mad about all these things. And it just like, it was just like this, um, it's a spiral of just like anger and bitterness. And man, it's just such, such a hard thing to walk through. And um, I look back on that version of myself because I really have come out of that. And my heart just breaks for all the women who are walking through this and just questioning God and asking God why not me and not having answers and women who um, are struggling with miscarriages and losing babies like there's just so much that we don't understand and that I don't think we can understand until we get to heaven you know and um, I, I learned that I have to stop asking God why because it's not a productive uh, question or a cycle of thoughts um, and yeah God really challenged me just in this um, wrestling of, of dealing with my emotions and and talking to other people and other women who are walking through this and realizing that um, yeah, God just asks us to trust him. And it's really hard when you want something so bad and you're waiting for something. Um, but there's another thing that I realized um, that kind of brought me out of this whole um, kind of darkness that I was in, in this waiting. And um, a lot of it was realizing that 
um, it's not about me, you know? And I think that when we, um, we're facing a struggle, whether it's infertility, whether it's um, waiting on, you know, whatever prayers you're asking God for or whatever hard season that you're in, um, we get so um, tunnel visioned. And for me, it was the only thing I could think about. It was the only thing I could pray about. It was the only thing, it just consumed me. And I was challenged by God because he was showing me that I was being really selfish in the midst of this. And um, I was like, well, I have the right to be selfish, God, because I'm sad. <laughs> and, and he was like, well, yes, but um, you know, your life's not about you. Your life is to bring glory to me. And I really had to change my perspective and shift my thinking and shift my prayer life and um, just take my focus off of myself and my problems and praying about me to focusing on God and worshiping Him and praising Him and what other people in this world, what other women can I be praying for and encouraging. And that really was a shift for me, but also realizing um, just this idea of really laying down our rights uh, to God and um, just this revelation that being a mom and having babies, that is a huge blessing from the Lord, but I don't have any right to that. Like, I don't even deserve that. Like, to be saved by God and to have His love is enough, you know? And just to have that revelation that I could do life without being a mom and without having babies and just live for God and that should be enough. And, um, yeah, having that, that mindset has, yeah, totally changed everything about walking through this season of waiting because it's not like something that I'm holding on to so tight. Of course, I still desire to be a mom. I still desire to have, like, be pregnant and have my own biological babies. And if that doesn't happen, then, then that's okay because that's God's best. And I really do believe that. And it's, it's been such a journey to get to that place and such a difficult journey. But um, I can honestly say that walking through, like, it's been two and a half years since we started trying for babies. And um, it's just been such a sweet season with the Lord. And I mean, you hear it all the time, like when you're faced with something hard, you can either turn towards God and run towards him or run away from God and turn towards God because it's so much better. It's so much better when you can depend on him and lean on him. And, um, it's, yeah, um, that's like more the spiritual side of it, obviously, but I think just kind of the practical things of our fertility journey. Um, it was about a year in that we um, started working with a, a fertility practitioner and just getting tons of testing done and um, seeing what could be the problem and seeing that there are no problems, which makes it more stressful <laughs> because you don't know what's happening. Um, but just really taking care of all that I am, not just um, my physical body and my hormones, but my mindset and my spirituality, like just the whole holistic approach of taking care of all of me. And 
I think facing this season with Marcelo, yes, it sucks, and I wouldn't wish this upon any married couple, but um, the closeness and the unity that it's brought our relationship is just so beautiful, and just those raw uh, moments together of just crying and praying, and um, yeah, it's been it's been an interesting two and a half years of just yeah so many emotions so many roller coasters but um yeah that's kind of been the last couple of years <laughs> wow that is you've said all of that so beautifully and i i've never heard your story and one of the reasons we love having guests on is like i think we said this in our last episode we don't always know people's stories and I think it's a sweet thing even that we get to hear them for the first time as we record because it is just so moving and you your heart like you like inspires me so much just to like love the Lord well and I think like I I love everything that you said but just at the end when you touched on like your relationship with your husband I think that 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 part of it probably doesn't get talked yeah. about as much. I think it is so much about the woman and like what we are going through. But I think that that's such a good part of it as well of your husband is dealing with this as well. And you guys are going through this together. And um, you did mention that you guys like would pray together and do things like that. Would you just kind of expand on that a little bit? I know this is a little outside, but I just what does it look like or what has it looked like for you guys to walk this out as a married couple and what are some of the things or tools that you guys have used to just bind your hearts together in in something like this like you said you could run from the lord and i feel like this even destroys a lot of marriages like this is a really hard thing for a lot of marriages to go through um but for you to say that it has brought you guys closer is just a testimony to the lord and your relationship with him so will you just share a little bit about about that with us yeah I think at the beginning I didn't realize how frustrated he was um, with me because I was so um, I mean when you get into the details about trying and like um, having to have sex these certain times of the day and these days of the week and um, it it kind of began to take the intimacy out of our relationship and um, it just made sex very clinical and um, more like a chore and <laughs> and just like all right Marcel we gotta get it done today <laughs> let's get on it and um, that just really yeah it kind of made this like block even like in the midst of you know we're trying to create a life here and um it's supposed to be beautiful and sweet and intimate but we're it's not about that right now because I'm being like this like general and he's just like you know um but it it started with him just really having to be vulnerable and honest with me about how he was feeling and it actually happened one time 
while we were trying and it was just we were just both overwhelmed and so frustrated and we he just started like breaking down and crying and just opened his heart and shared how like it shouldn't be this hard I don't understand and I was just like okay I didn't realize that you felt so stressed and overwhelmed about this like I know that I've been feeling like this but I'm just trying to like be positive and you know move on and just keep trying and um it really started with that in him just really sharing his heart with me and yeah I mean you know everyone always says that communication is key and it's so true especially in this um walking through infertility and just trying having those conversations with your husband and having hard conversations and even when it's come to a point where you know we've been trying for so long that we you know have to have serious conversations about um you know what does it look like if we can't get pregnant and um you know do we want to look into more treatments or do we want to adopt and just those are hard conversations to have when yeah you're just like in it and in the motions and struggling um but if you don't start at the beginning with how you're feeling then it's just it's harder to get to that place and so really being vulnerable and being honest with each other was huge um but just always taking it to the lord and always praying through it um yeah it's it's so sweet when you're able to really bear your heart to the lord and share everything you're feeling and thinking and just crying out to him but when you get to do that with your spouse it's um it's so much more sweet and just getting to do that together um when we're both walking through the same exact thing um it's yeah, it really changed everything for the season we were walking to, through to be able to pray. Um, and then another part of that is um, bringing our family and community alongside us to pray with us. And it's, it's encouraging and yet not at the same time because after years of everyone praying for you and still nothing's happening, it's kind of, you know, um, hope mm -hmm. deferred makes the heart sick. And that's just how it's it's felt but um, it's hard to bring people into your struggles of life but it's so sweet because apart from people praying for you and then you may or may not see the fruit of that in your life at the moment um, knowing that those people are continuing to pray for you and when they just send you prayers or send you encouragements or say I'm thinking of you and praying for you today you know that's just so sweet to have um, a community around you to do that and especially people that are praying for your marriage. So not only being vulnerable with each other, but being vulnerable with, you know, your community, your small group, your pastors, whatever it is, to really pray for the marriage because it's it's really, it does take a toll on the marriage. And having people around you um, is such a necessity, I believe. Um, I hope that answers your question. Definitely. <laughs> There, there are just so many things that you said. I think I could just sit here and just listen to you and just be like, oh, I just want to give you a big hug <laughs> and be like, you guys are such champions. <laughs> um, but I, you just touched, even at the beginning when you're sharing just what the journey has been, you touched on some really 
I feel like some really real things that as women we go through, whether you're going through fertility um, issues or, or just like just hope deferred. Like when something that you your heart desires, something that you feel as a woman you are created to do doesn't function the way that it should. And one of the statements you said, like it, it didn't seem that it was fair. And, and I think like a lot of the times we're like, but Lord, I've been faithful. You know, and, and, and I've been faithful and I've walked this journey with you. Like, it's just not fair. Like, how did you come to just a resolve in that? Um, I know you talked about, you know, like laying down your rights, but it, it's one of those things. Like when it comes up, you're like, but I was faithful. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that was one of the hardest points for me because during the beginning, I really felt like I was doing something wrong. And I was like, oh, I've like, I've sinned and God hasn't forgiven me and I need to make it right with him or um, like I'm not being obedient in something and that's why God hasn't released this. And I just kept, again, just putting it on myself. It was very me focused, Um, which I mean, that kind of opened up a lot of, things for me to look inward and see, okay, what are my um, belief systems about God and how he treats us and what I really believe about him and just kind of really getting into um, some roots of my heart that weren't true. Um, But really, yeah, believing that it's not fair, God doesn't treat us fair, Um, how can God be a just God and it took me to really just go back to scripture and I was just struggling with all these questions and um, beliefs and I went back to Genesis and was just reading about all these stories of women who there's like so much infertility in the Bible that doesn't get talked about or does get talked about but not kind of in correlation with today and um, just reading those stories and seeing how um, they didn't do anything wrong (laughs) and they didn't do anything right for God to bless them. And God is, um, if we really believe that God is a good God and God is a just God and, um, that he, he is, he's fair in his way, whether we understand it or not. Um, I think we just have to let go of control a little bit and really, um, I think it goes back to just keeping our eyes focused on God and away from us. Um, And yeah, just going through kind of what I was talking about before, but just um, really changing my perspective and really allowing God to speak to me and um, let go of the voices that I thought were God. Um, Like the things of, you know, you need to repent and you need to be more obedient and you need to do this and it's um you know that was just my inner dialogue and just maybe false teachings I had listened to or believed in or whatever um and it really took me just sitting down with God and saying who who are you God and who are are you to me in this season and what is it that I need to um really believe about you and know about you and would you show that to me and he is so faithful that he did and he changed the way that my mind was thinking because it was so not right and 
for all the women that are thinking that you've done something wrong and God is cursing you. Like that is so not true. And God does want to bless you with children and maybe it won't look like how you think it's going to look, but it's going to be a blessing in its in its own way. Yeah, I think that is so so huge the word that kind of just comes to mind for you, especially Kelsey. Just as you've been sharing all this, I think is like a pureness of heart and I everything you know that you've shared I think we can all relate to in some aspect of our life especially depending on how long you've been a believer but even if it's been like a couple months I feel like we've all maybe have this sometimes knowledge but knowledge doesn't become wisdom until you put it into action and that action aspect of taking a knowledge of like I am beloved but then believing that you're actually beloved through something that's really difficult is when it actually becomes wisdom you know and I think just that the the refining fire that none of us like to go through um but yet I feel like there is just such a privilege even just sitting in in hearing your heart mm-hmm. in this because there is such pureness that you offer before the Lord and I think it's something that we you know even you hear the stories in the Bible right and you're like man I would hope that that is my prayer one day and I know that they probably didn't get to that point I mean you look at David it was a it was this the whole time you know and I think that though just the pureness you have in that challenge of saying do I actually believe that Jesus is enough in my life? Like that's a really, really confronting question to answer yet. The purity you have now being able to answer that it's one of the most encouraging things. I think you can to walk out in your life and you are that, you know, you are that to everyone around you. And I think there is just a beauty to that, that is uncomparable even though it is so difficult (laughs) to get to that point um but I know that in that as well as we were talking about identity and one of the things that you had mentioned again sorry we had questions and we're kind of going all over the place but um I one of the things I just think is really relatable that you had mentioned way back kind of at the beginning is how you were like angry even with your body and you are like uh angry with um kind of just yourself and I know I've walked alongside a lot of women whether that has been miscarriage or even body dysmorphia or eating disorders or any of those things I think there's an aspect of feeling like our body has um like betrayed us in a way or as you know as women I think so much of even the culture is wrapped up in the identity of like who we are and how we're built and how we're supposed to look or how we're supposed to be able to just have children, right? Like you were saying, it it was like, don't do this, don't do this, don't have kids and then you'll be able to have kids, you know? Like I just, I think that that is even in itself, just that journey of kind of reconciling your identity even with that healthy again like I don't know can you just share maybe a little bit of what that looked like to even repair that relationship with yourself does that make sense Mm -hmm. yeah so it actually 
um, was with working with my uh, fertility practitioner. We did a lot of mental work and a lot of it was um, visualizations in my body and visualizing, um, you know, we would do this exercise where I would um, do like a body scan and I would focus on my womb and I would kind of like send light there and then I would imagine um, a seed being planted in like the earth of my womb and then I would imagine um, this beautiful little bloom, whatever I could imagine come up. And when I first started doing it, um, I just imagined, like I could see myself in my womb and there was dirt and I was just like tilling the ground, tilling the ground, tilling the ground. And I was planting these seeds and nothing was coming up. And I kept tilling the ground and I was like sweating and I was working hard and I was so frustrated that nothing was coming from it that I just, I stopped doing the, the exercise and I stopped thinking about it because I was so mad that that was all I could imagine for myself. It was just like me trying and trying and trying and nothing, like no fruit coming out of it. And um, we got to talking and just talking about um, having been so angry with my body, um, I stopped taking care of myself. I mean, in a sense, I'm a healthy person, but I wasn't really taking care of myself. Like, wasn't putting um, my health needs first in a way where, you know, making sure I was getting enough nutrients and making sure I was drinking enough water and making sure I was, um, you know, journaling through my emotions and processing and um, just all of these things that that add up to really taking care of who we are, not just our body, but our, our mental state, our soul, our heart, taking care of myself. and. I, I love serving, I love taking care of others, I will take care of others all day long and put myself on the back burner. And I had just been doing that for so long. And then I was mad at my body, so then I just like was like, screw you body, you don't need to be taken care of. And so it just kind of added up to all these things, which was also taking a toll on my fertility. And I was talking to my practitioner and she said, why? I want you to sit with yourself and ask yourself, why do you think that you're not worthy to be taken care of? And I was like, I don't want to ask that question. <laughs> That's a hard question to ask myself. And so I sat with myself and I prayed and I thought a lot about it. And I just had this deep wound and root in my life of I'm not worthy to be loved. And it just comes from like so many different things in my life that have kind of all added up and just had this wound in my life. And I realized that I didn't believe that God could really love me. And that, so because of that, I couldn't even love myself and I couldn't allow others to really fully love me. And had I not walked through infertility, I don't know if I ever would have come to this point of really dealing with these big things in my heart and soul that God really wanted me to face, you know. And so I did that and I prayed about it and I asked God to, you know, help me change my mindset about that. And then I did the exercise again and I saw my womb and I was in there and it was just like I planted all these seeds and I was just sitting in there reading a book and it was just like this lush jungle and um, it was just this beautiful 
thing for me to see how my mental state had actually changed and how um, I did want to really start taking care of myself, not because I had to so I could be fertile, so I could have a baby, but because I really love myself and that was one of the things that, um, you know, I do is these daily affirmations and um, some of them are on fertility, but one of them is that I'm worthy to be desired and loved and I speak that over myself almost daily because I have to keep reminding myself that that is true and keep, um, yeah, just filling myself with that truth and realizing that yes, God does really love me and I can really love myself and I can allow others to love me. And when I was able to really open my heart to that, it changed the way that I felt about myself and how I felt about God. And so I think when it comes to being angry with God and being angry with yourself about your situation, I think it takes a lot of questioning yourself to get to the root of why. And it's hard work to get there and it's ugly because it brings up all sorts of maybe traumas and emotions and pain, but um, God's heart is to heal us and his desire is to um, restore and make things better than they were before. And yeah, I really think he has in my life. Oh, so good. I, as you've been talking this whole time, I've just, I thought about Psalm 34 and I'm going to read it from verse 17 and says the righteous cry out and the Lord hears them. He delivers them from all their troubles. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted and save, saves those who are crushed in spirit. The righteous person may have many troubles, but the Lord delivers him from them all. And I think about like David writing the Psalm and the confidence that he had to say these words, like he knew he del like he could say confidently god delivers them from all their troubles and i feel like as you are sharing with us kelsey like you are able to say confidently like the lord will deliver me from my troubles and I, even in like just the heart that you've shared and like your what your confidence in what god has taught you and how he's transformed your heart and your life like i i see that same confidence in you to be able to say these things with such with so much conviction and belief and knowing like these parts of the Lord that when you are so brokenhearted and when like I totally my heart just breaks for you as I'm sure many women who are hearing your stories will also relate to me because I do have children and I I feel deeply for you because I, I do know what it's like to have kids and I want that so badly for you. But to know like there is nothing that can replace just your understanding for God's love in the midst of your brokenheartedness. And I think that it is so inspiring to me to hear you share your heart and what you have been through and the confidence that you have in the love of the Lord despite your circumstances. And I think that you even shared it, but there is nothing like this. This life is nothing but to serve the Lord. And you have showed that so beautifully in your, and just like what you say, I think to be able to come to that 
of like, I don't need children to be happy and to serve the Lord is humongous. And I think for all the women struggling with infertility and um, just praying that God would answer, answer their prayer and their heart's desire. But to come back to like, I love the Psalms because David always just cries out with like how he feels, but then reminds himself of truth. And I think that you've explained that so beautifully just in your journey with it. And, and God wants to hear our hearts and he wants to know the depths of it, but then to come back with the truth of the gospel and what God says about us and who we are and that life is about him. And I think I find myself so often just in my own struggles, just thinking it's about me. And I think for me, listening to your story, that was one of the most like, wow, like, cause I, I feel like that would be my thought. Like why me God, or why, why is this happening to me? Um, but I love what you said. It's not about me. And I think that that's such a good lesson in all of life. Like it's not about me. Life isn't about us. And I think when we can get outside of ourselves and see the goodness of God and his majesty apart from our circumstances that changes like it should change everything for us and I think you've explained it so like so incredibly beautifully and your heart is just I just love your heart you have such a beautiful heart for the Lord and it's just very inspiring and I think even something that you were sharing just emphasizing on too is just knowing you know that like I we're sitting here and for those of you who are listening who maybe don't know Emily and I do have children and then Kelsey and Taffy do not have children and I think just knowing how beautiful both of you are in surrendering your life to the Lord that I think again because I, I know Taffy can can say to that point as well it's like this but Lord I've been faithful I've been serving you like these are the desires of my heart like w- w- where are you in that and I have learned and been so encouraged by both of who you are in the most incredible women that you are and that again just reaffirming I think that lie that often seeps in so often of like okay maybe I haven't learned something or maybe the Lord hasn't released something or is it really good if this is not a part of my story you know and I think just the beauty that both of you carry in that authority to say know the goodness of God is above what I think maybe is good you know or even the desires not that they're bad they're beautiful desires you know I think that it it's always really humbling um and again I will kind of go into one of our maybe last questions here but for people and I'll open this up to you too Taffy and but for you Kelsey um as friends and as people who love um you alongside this journey do you mind maybe both of you even um I know it's so hard (laughs) often because like you even said like it can be really encouraging to let a community in and then it can also not be so (laughs) encouraging (laughs) to let a community in sometimes and sometimes people say not the greatest things or like you said some people are like well maybe you just need to relax like just don't worry about it and it'll happen you know just some things where you're like wow thanks (laughs) not helpful you know (laughs) um would you maybe mind like sharing your heart 
Um, and maybe some things that are helpful for people who are walking alongside friends who are in that waiting, who do desire that, um, that's actually helpful and maybe not hurtful, you know? I think, um, yes, there are a lot of things that people can say that aren't helpful. Um, but it's also, uh, different for so many women, you know, everyone is encouraged in their own way. And when it comes to infertility, um, there isn't one size fits all when it comes to what you should or shouldn't say. Um, you know, for some people, they might be encouraged to be, you know, um, encouraged to go to see different doctors or fertility practitioners or different things while other people don't want to be told what to do or, you know, it just depends on the person. I think, um, I think the best encouragement I got, um, uh, was from my best friend Priscilla and it was Mother's Day and she sent me a text and said, um, happy Mother's Day to you because one day you will be a mom. And that was like the sweetest text I could ever get. Um, but I think just being encouraging and praying. And when you do pray, just like send those encouragements to them. Um, or even like big days like Mother's Day or different things like that. Or if you are you know, knowing when someone's in their two-week wait or just got a negative pregnancy test or whatever it is, just, um, just letting them know that you're thinking of them and that um, you're there for them. And I think a lot of times... As someone walking through this, we feel like no one understands except for the per like other people walking through the same thing. But that doesn't mean that um, you can't be really good listeners and just cry with us and hold us. And I think that that's been really good for me is just having friends that will just listen to me and cry with me and pray with me. And I think that that's been um, really the best encouragement. Um, that's been the most helpful um, for me in this season. Um, oh, I feel like Kelsey just said it so beautifully. <laughs> and it's, it's so true. It literally is. I feel like you just like package this in a nice little package and be like, this is what it means to love people when they are still in the waiting. And um, I, yeah, I just say yes to all of that. It's so funny because Today, I was with my brother and sister-in-law and I was just sharing some things that the Lord was just saying to me and, and it hasn't been birthed yet. It's still in its beginning phases, but their sense of faith um, for coming alongside me and, and walking with me. And sometimes they, you know, they like my sister-in-law was like, I am there, like I'm already five miles ahead and I'm seeing all this stuff. But the way that she loved me in that, that she was still present with me, although she was like, I am, I am like five miles ahead and I'm believing for this. And her excitement was amazing. But even in her excitement, she was like, I'm still going to be here with you, sitting with you in this waiting, in this waiting period. And I think that is the part that sometimes people run ahead and they're like, we're here in the promised land, like we're waiting for you to come, but nobody is waiting with you in the waiting. You know, nobody is standing with you. They're just in the promised land going, okay, come on, hurry up and get here already. Um, and I think sometimes that can be discouraging of like, it's coming, it's, you know, and it's like, would you just come and be with me in the waiting? You know, like, 
as as Kelsey said, you know, someone to cry with, pray with, laugh with, you know, those big moments. You know, my sister-in-law is just amazing on Mother's Day, even though like we were celebrating my mom, we were celebrating her. And she said, you know, she she sent me a message and she was like, I love you. And I'm also praying for the day when you will be a mom as well. So I just, you know, it's it's those things of being there with the person in the waiting you know, being there in the moment, but also still having faith and believing for the promised land, believing for that hope and that desire to to come to fruition. But saying, you know what, while we're in the valley, I'm going to be here with you and hold your hand. So, yeah. But but Kelsey just put it so beautifully. No, I think that is so, so good. And, I, you know, it's sometimes I think often like we as the ones maybe who are in a different season maybe hold back sometimes because we don't want to be like oh we're here you know or like so we just can't wait we're so excited you know whatever and so then we hold back or we don't know and so I think it's at just again like such a beautiful reminder to just that invitation of just being I think sometimes it's like we maybe have an expectation that we even have to like know exactly what to say or exactly what to do or exactly how to navigate this with you but the reality is the enemy so often all the time tells us like we're alone in our struggles and that's how he wants us like to make us feel but simply just coming alongside I'm such a beautiful reminder from both of you but right as we wrap up Kels I just want to give you the opportunity maybe uh, with one last thing um, of maybe if there's anything that you would want to as you've gone through this uh, journey yourself knowing that there are potentially many women that are experiencing the same journey that you are is there anything that you would maybe want to just encourage their heart with knowing that you have gone on this journey and obviously there is you're still in the waiting but you have kind of a come to another side of the waiting if there's anything on your heart that you'd want to share with them? Um, my favorite verse that I recite to myself all the time that's been so sweet to me in this season is Psalm 113.9. And it says that uh, he gives the barren woman a home and he makes her a joyous mother of children. Praise the Lord. And yeah, I just encourage you to uh, run to Jesus and be vulnerable with him and allow yourself to hurt and to cry and to sift through all that you're feeling and thinking and believing and God doesn't intentionally harm his children and he doesn't test you just to punish you but even in this hard season uh, there are many golden nuggets that can be found if you search for them and for me, I'm so grateful that I searched because I'm honestly so grateful for this very difficult season. As most people can say, coming out of a, a, a wilderness, a valley, um, you can look back on it and say, wow, God, you did amazing things. And really just open your heart to what God wants to speak to you and what he wants to show you. And don't lose hope. I think there was a season for me where... I just lost hope and I, you know, just, it sucks when you don't have hope 
and yeah. that's what our Christian faith is hope it's it's all about hope and the hope that Jesus can give us and so hold on to that and remember that God is faithful he is more faithful than the sun and that we would never doubt that the sun would rise or that the sun would set and so why could we doubt that our God can do amazing things for us and give us the children that we so desire oh, Kelsey oh that is just so beautiful and it oh well it's really touched my heart um, and I you know as 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 we're closing I just wanted to say thank you so much you know thank you so much for coming here thank you for being vulnerable with us and and I, I think the beauty of the story is that um, the journey isn't all roses and I think just the way that you've painted it and you know the things that you've said you've shared the hard stuff you've been so vulnerable with us but in the midst of that it's always been all glory to God it's always been but God look at how amazing my God is and look at how good he is even in the midst of walking through that and and um, I pray that for every listener that is listening whether you're going through fertility um struggles or whether you're going through something else that you're waiting on the Lord for that you would be encouraged you'll be encouraged that we serve a good God that he is faithful that he is loving and that there is nothing that could separate us from his love and so Kelsey we just really want to say thank you so much for coming and joining us and just shedding some light into some really tough tough things <laughs> that have been happening um in your life so we just want to say thank you and we hope that we'll be able to have you again you know who knows <laughs> we would love it thank you so much for having me here <laughs> i would love it too <laughs> so created family that is it for us this week um you know go onto our different platforms like subscribe and you know share comments you know you know even if you need to send us a message if you need some encouragement if you need some prayer please please reach out and um yeah have a great one thank you so much for listening to the created podcast don't forget to like and subscribe to whatever platform you're listening on you can find us at created.podcast on instagram and also on our website youarecreated.com Hope you join us next week, but until then, don't forget, you are created.